Understanding the names of God is, is no quick study. After all, there are more than 80 names for God in the Old Testament alone. Initially, God was known as Elohim. The Hebrew word Elohim carries with it the meaning strong one or creator. And listen to this. It appears 31 times in the first chapter of Genesis. You want to read something? I bless you. Read that first chapter of Genesis. But the name of Jesus is very important. The name of God, Jehovah, is important. And there are certain names that is recorded throughout, especially the Old Testament, how it describes God. And we can find that each of these names, listen to this, reveals different rock, a different rock of God's character. So when God says Jehovah Nisi, or when God says uh, Jehovah Ra, what is he talking about? And I'd like to look at a few of these names, and then I'd like to get to where I want to go. And that is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. You know, in this day and hour, I believe that the church needs to understand that God Almighty, He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. And what He did back with Moses, what he did back with the children of Israel, what he did with the early church and what he did in biblical days, he, he will do today. He does those things today. Let's look at the first name that I want to look at. A few of the compound names given God by some heroes of faith. In fact, these are some great stories. You like stories? I love stories. Let me tell you some stories. First of all, Jacob came to see God as Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd. Ra means, Ra means shepherd. In Genesis chapter 49, verse 24, we find that it says, but his bow remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. God is our shepherd. And the most well-known of the shepherd scripture is found in, of course, Psalms chapter 23. I ran across this and it's very interesting. And it reveals God as our shepherd in a, in a, in a more unique way. And I'll briefly go through this. It would, take, it would really take several sermons to preach this. But I want you to listen As we read it, the Lord is my shepherd, that's relationship. And I shall not want, someone said, that's supply. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's rest. And we need that today. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That's, my friend, refreshments or refreshment. He restoreth my soul. That is healing. And many of us in this place has experienced not only the healing of the soul, but God's divine healing hand in our lives. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness. That's for you and I, the church today, that is guidance. 
For his name's sake, that's purpose. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's testing. And we're going to get probably more next week in the God testing Abraham. When Abraham was asked or told by God to offer up his only promised son. That's testing. I will not fear. Let me say it again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. That's protection. He goes on to say, for thou art with me. That's God's faithfulness. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That rod and thy staff, that is under the headlines of discipline. How many of you know we need that? We need that. Listen to me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That, my friend, is something that we need as citizens of America and around the world. That, my friend, is hope. And so many people have lost that hope. Thou anointest my head with oil. That's consecration. And all of us need to be consecrated to God. My cup. The psalmist, David, goes on to say, My cup runneth over, and my friend, that is abundance. Amen? How long has it been since your cup has ran over? And you laughed, and you rejoiced, until you hardly could rejoice no more. My cup, the psalmist says, runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That is blessing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That's security. Forever, that's eternity. The Lord is my shepherd. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad he is, aren't you? And that's what it means. It means Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd. Psalms chapter 80 and verse 1 says it this way. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. You who led Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. And this is what he's calling us to do. Not only is God named Jehovah Ra, but he's also named Jehovah Shalom. After building an altar, Gideon, the great judge of Israel, named it Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. And I think about peace, which is such a need in our world today. But more than just the physical or the natural peace that comes from God, we need soul peace today. How long has it been since we've laid our head on our pillow and said, hey, I feel good about if Jesus would come tonight. I feel good if, if, I, would, if I would die tonight in my sleep. I feel good because I have peace in my soul. While the world around us can rage, God Almighty can place peace in our lives. Shalom is translated as peace or absent from strife. Judges chapter 6. Gideon, here you go. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. And to this day, it is still in Ophrah. Of the Aborites, the Lord is my peace. They say that a lot in Israel, shalom. And when you hear that word, 
shalom, you're saying to that individual, may peace abide with you. Moses knew God as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals, or Rapha, R-A-P-H-A, the Lord that heals. Rapha means to restore. It means to heal. It means to make helpful. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, the New King James Version says it this way, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of a Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals thee, thee, for I am Jehovah Rapha. Wow. If you don't know him as your healer, let me introduce you to him. Jehovah Rapha. Don't suffer. Take it to the Lord. Let him heal your life. Let him heal your marriage. Let him heal your relationship. Let him heal your body. Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God we serve today. That name is just as real today as it was the day these great men of God wrote it down and said it and experienced it. God is our healer. Let me tell you a little bit about the story behind that word. Can I? It's a great story. As most of you know, God led, what, two and a half, maybe three million people through Moses out of Egypt's land. And of course, here comes Pharaoh. He's after them. And at the Red Sea, he's about to overtake them. And God, God Almighty, God Jehovah intervenes for them. He protects them while he parts the Red Sea. And these two and a half million cross over on dry ground. Can you imagine how long it took that many people, I get in Kroger and there's a line there. I get impatient. But two and a half million people. And God stayed the Egyptian army. And all those people crossed over. And then Moses raised his staff and that water came crumbling down. And Miriam and the ladies got their tambourines. And they rejoiced in the Lord because God buried Pharaoh and all those horsemen in that Red Sea. And they rejoiced. But it wasn't long before they had to move and go into the wilderness. Now the wilderness we thought we think is like a wilderness around North Carolina. But it was not like that. This was the desert. Dry, dry desert. Now they didn't have a Hardee's or a McDonald's. They didn't have a water company where they could go out and buy water. These two and a half million people needed water. And it was a desert. Rocky desert. But after going several days, three days I think it was, they came to a place called Mara. And there was water. Hallelujah. Water, water, water. 
The most needful thing for the human body is water. And they came to this body of water and they began to, or they started to drink. And lo and behold, it was bitter. Bitter water. Couldn't drink it. I mean, can you imagine seeing all that water? Being days thirsty and wanting to drink and nobody can drink and all of a sudden they begin to complain and find, I don't know, I don't understand that passion of the church. I'm talking about complaining. But they did. They began to complain and they grumbled and they fussed at the one man that brought them out of Egypt. They fussed at Moses. So Moses did the best thing he knew to do, not run, but pray. And he started praying. And God said, you see that branch of that tree over there? Take that branch off of that tree and throw it in the water. Now I'm trying to think, what, what, what good is a branch off of a tree going have, be any good in enough water to provide for two and a half million people? But Moses said, oh, God, you said it. I'll do it. Now, I remember a tree in the New Testament that was taken and formed. As a cross. And the one that could make my life bitter. And the one that could make your life. Or or, or, change it from being bitter to sweet. The one that could make our lives sweet. Was Jesus Christ. And they laid that branch or that tree on the ground. And they laid Jesus on it. And they took the spikes. And they nailed him to that cross. And then they raised it between heaven and earth. And Jesus Christ paid the price that I would not have to live a life of bitterness and unforgiveness and pain and hurt and bondage and guilt. But Jesus sweetened my life. You know, my wife sweetens my life. She really does. And she's done that for 53 years. She makes my life worth living. But she cannot touch the sweetness that Jehovah, the God that changed me, the God that blessed me, she could not change Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals. He took that branch, threw it in the water, and God healed the water. They were able to drink the water and survive because Jehovah Rapha. I like that. I like talking about the names of God. Because it's, as I said a while ago, it's just as real today and just as current today as if you would cut on your, 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 go to a website or Google or whatever or go to the Durham Herald. Jesus Christ is still doing these things today. And you know, that's what makes him different than religion. Because a lot of people just go to church and it doesn't change their life. I look at them. And I watch them. I am old. And I watch old people get old. And I watch their face. They get seem like they get bitter and more bitter. God don't want us to be bitter no matter if we're young or old. He wants us to be happy. 
You say, well, you just haven't faced what I faced. I've got a few of them and had a few of them. But God wants our life to be sweet, enjoyable, victorious, overcoming. If you don't have that, let me introduce you to Jehovah Rapha. He'll give it to you. Let the branch of Calvary get into your life and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse you and partake of the bread of life and heal you. That's what God does for us today. Wow. In one of my favorite sermons. Can I, can I deal with one more? Following the defeat of the Amalekites by Israel, Moses built an altar for, altar for God and chiseled a new name in a stone. It was Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I. What happened is God sweetened that water and they got refreshed and they started their journey to the promised land. But on their way, there was an army by the name of, and the people by the name of Amalekites. Amalekites. Now, if I had time, I'd tell that story, but I don't have time. It's amazing. This army that comes up against these Israelites traveling from Egypt to Canaan. They came up behind them and they started attacking the weak and the feeble. Let me tell you something. That's where the devil starts at. If you're weak today, he'll start working on you all he can. But he can't defeat you. Because God gave Moses a plan. And God gave the Israelites victory. God gave them victory. Exodus 17, 15 says it this way. And Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. That's one of my favorite ones. That's one of my favorite ones. Because God fights your battles. God fights my battles. He is the one that stands with you when the enemy comes against you with everything he possibly can. It doesn't matter what it is. God raises up a victor. And that one is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. And when the devil fights you, stand strong in him. Have faith in him. Something that is very important. It's time for the church to trust Jehovah Nisi. When I listen at the news and I hear what's going on in the world today. And I see what the devil through people is doing to to America. I want to pull my sword out of my shift. And I want to say, God, I'm going to go slay some people. I just want to. And God says, put it back. I'll fight for you. the sword back in the sheath. God says he'll fight your battles. And when he fights it, you win. You say, but it don't look like it. Well, when you look at all of these particular incidents that I'm telling you about, 
It looked like they were going to fail, but God never allowed them to fail. You say, but Brother Don, how about when you get sick and you die? I mean, that's the best victory in the world. You go home. There is not one area where God will not give you victory. If you'll dare, trust him. And then I, 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 I love this one. The last one. I won't get into it much. But I, uh, I've looked at this, this subject and this scripture and, and this sermon in depth when it, call, when it comes to Jehovah Jireh. Because God challenged Abraham. And all of us know the story I've had about how Abraham came out of uh, Egypt. Uh, came, I'm sorry, came out of Ur. And God promised him that he would bless his seed as the sands of the sea. And that God would bless him with a nation. And Abraham was like this. I mean, he was tried He's called the father of our faith. He was tried in every way possible. You know the story how that God had promised him this this great heritage. And yet, yet Sarah, his wife, was barren. Well, all that happened. And then God gave him a son. And when Isaac, his son, was about 15 years old, God said to Abraham, I want you to take that son. And I want you to go to a mountain. It's really a hill, not a mountain. But I want you to go to Moriah. I want you to go where I'll tell you to go. Now, God could have told Abraham to go behind the barn and kill Isaac, but he didn't. He told him, I want you to go three days journey. That's that's amazing. You say, well, God did not believe and did not, and, and, and certainly spoke against human sacrifice. Yeah. God never intended for Abraham to kill Isaac. Because God did not approve of and sanction human sacrifices like America does today by the millions. Are you listening? And God had told him, you you go sacrifice your son. Well, this is a great story. It is a great story because after that, Abraham built an altar and he called that... Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. And that is a big part of what I want to talk about next Sunday. God will provide. Sister Judy, Father, we love you today. We thank you, dear God, for all that you have given us through your name. Father, we thank you because we can know you as our shepherd. Lord, we thank you because we can experience peace in our lives. Would you play that song, Sister Judy? Peace, peace.
wonderful peace. Because I feel like this morning there's someone here that you, you haven't experienced that deep, deep peace in your heart. As you once did or maybe you've never known it. But I'm here to tell you that God is Jehovah Shalom. God wants us to experience peace. When all the world around is raging. Maybe even in your own family. Maybe on your job. Maybe even in your own life you're struggling. You're struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness. You're struggling with a habit that you've been trying to overcome for some time. You're struggling with anger because of what's happened in your life. And you have so much unrest. Maybe you try to put that unrest and bitterness and anger on the back burner through drugs or alcohol or just simply being busy. If I get busy enough, I'll forget all about those things and I can at least have temporary peace. But I'm here to tell you that God Almighty wants you to have peace, deep peace. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Let me ask you something, my friend. How long has it been since you've allowed the shepherd of all shepherds to lead you beside still waters? God's going to give someone here peace today. How about, how about God, your healer? Maybe you've been struggling. I know what it is to struggle physically. And, but I also know what it is for the hand of God to reach out and touch my life. How about it, friend? How about the battles you've been fighting and you've been fighting them alone and it seems like you're standing all alone. Do you want to know the God that your banner? The Lord is my banner, my fighter, the one standing beside 